Welcome to the Valley Church. Our mission is to see change lives, and we hope this relevant teaching inspires you to take the next step in your journey. Thanks for checking out the podcast and enjoy the message. Um, today is a uh, standalone message, and that means it's not part of a series. It's as simple as that. And before I dive into it, I Uh, I'll give you a heads up, and if you're watching us online, thanks for joining us, by the way, online, um, at the end of the sermon today. So when I pray at the end, don't leave. And if you're online, don't leave. Um, We're going to have a a response time, and this is something I'm really looking forward to. It's going to be a little shorter sermon. So yeah, you can say it. No, just, um, but to open up for response time. So if you're online, we're going to receive communion here. You can grab some juice, some crackers, whatever would work for you. Uh, We're going to have some candles we can light. So if you have a candle you want to light as a response, and I'll explain that after I pray today. Um, And so we want you to participate online. Your host will be reminding you to hang around, to participate. We don't want you to just watch us uh, respond at the end. We want you to be able to respond with us too. So, and for you here on site, just a reminder, when I say amen, don't get up and what well, you can. I don't, it's up to you, but you're going to miss a cool response time, a cool opportunity to respond at the end. Well, kids, it's good to have you in here. Teens, good to have you in here. And adults, we always love having you in here. Um, how many of you have ever been lost driving around. Anyone ever get lost? Okay. Kids, how many times does your dad refuse to get directions even if he has lost, right? Okay. Spouses, you can raise your hand. Some of you men are just admitting that's a pride issue you have, right? How many of you enjoy getting lost? Anyone here enjoy getting lost? A couple of you enjoy that? Okay. That's awesome. Okay. Most of us probably do not enjoy being lost. We've all been lost driving. We've all not enjoyed that. And let's just be real. We've been lost in life sometimes too, haven't we? And that's no fun either. In fact, that's even worse than being lost on the road. And so, you know, where, where might you be lost today? You know, what are different ways? Maybe you struggle. Do you struggle financially or, or is that an area you have under control? Are you, uh, is there unforgiveness or, or bitterness in your life? Or do you have peace in your relationships? How's your job? Do you love it? Or are you looking to figure out a way to retire by the age of 35, right? Uh, some of you are like, I wish I could, right? Um, maybe is there, and this is maybe all encompassing if you didn't fit one of those other three. Are there decisions in your life that you just don't know what to do? Are there time, are there, is there, are you in a period of life right now that you don't know where to turn? Your back's up against the wall. You're just undecided. You're trying to figure this out, but you don't know where to go. You're not sure where to turn. The Bible tells us that there's really two directions. Did you know that? There's only really two directions we can choose in this life. There's one that leads to our demise, and there's one that leads to satisfaction. There's not a third road that we can travel. And so we have these two kind of roads to go on. And in fact, the Bible explains them this way. It says, one of the roads we can travel is called the road of wisdom. And the other road we can travel is the road of foolishness. There's no other option. Either we go this route of wisdom when it comes to making decisions in life, or, and I've been on this road myself, or the road of foolishness, right? That's kind of where we're looking. And so there was a king in the Old Testament 
And kids, we know what a king, a king was in charge of things. They seem pretty engaged with these boxes, so I'm just going to let them rule, right? It's kind of how it works. When they're good to go, I've learned, yeah, I don't try to force it. So adults, maybe you're playing with the boxes too. That's cool, okay? But there's this king in the Old Testament. Uh, His name was Solomon. And Solomon becomes king, and God says to him, ask for one thing, and I will give you that one thing. What is that one thing? If, and God literally said, ask for whatever that one thing is, and I will give it to you. Well, if you're a teenager in this room, you're probably thinking Xbox 360, or I don't know what the latest one is. I think they combine the Wii with the 360, and who knows, right? I mean, there's all kinds of things. Adults, right? We could be asking for wealth. We could be asking for good health. We could be asking for all kinds of different things. But Solomon, when he was asked this question, his response to what would he want was one thing, and it was wisdom. He's the king. He could have asked the same things that we asked. He could have asked for prosperity, unlimited wealth. He could have asked for incredible uh, favor with people. He could have asked for no conflict. He could have asked that his power would be uninterrupted. There would be no one else. He could ask that his kingdom would be the greatest on the earth, right? I mean, he's in a, he's the man, right? He's in the highest position. He could have asked for all those things, but he chose wisdom. Now, God, number one, never goes back on his word. Number two, he's a really good dad. And so he gave Solomon wisdom. In fact, he not only gave him some wisdom, he gave him the greatest amount of wisdom that any person on this earth has ever had. And then because he's so good, he also gave him all those other things that he didn't even ask for. And in the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament is where we hear some of this wisdom that Solomon received from God. In fact, it's, the, it's called wisdom literature. There's some, in the Bible, it's broken into different categories of genre, like the first five books of the Bible or, or historical narrative. You have other books that deal with more prophecy. You have other ones that we call the Gospels. You have other ones that are letters. There's a section here in the middle, pretty much, of your Bible. If you just kind of open it up in the middle, that's your wisdom literature. Proverbs, Psalms, Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes, okay, Lamentations. And so Proverbs is wisdom, not just from Solomon, but it was wisdom that was given to God or given to Solomon from God. And so we're going to jump into this passage in verse 3. And I love the context of this. I chose this intentionally because this is wisdom being given by a father to his son. And how fitting that we're all in this room together. So here it is in Proverbs 3. It'll be on the screen. It says, Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better return than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you can desire can compare with her. Long life is in her hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold fast will be blessed. Now, here's what he's saying. If you, if you break this down, this is fascinating. God's saying, you know, I'm going to give you all these things. If you choose wisdom, look at the things that happen, by the way. If you and I ask for wisdom and desire wisdom, not only will we be blessed, but it, then it goes on verse 14. It says, you're going to be pro- more profitable than silver. So in other words, he's going to provide in all kinds of ways. 
Your yields are going to be better than gold. It's more precious than rubies. There's nothing that you desire that can compare with her. Long life. I mean, look at the list here. Anyone want long life? Anyone want? Yep. Okay. Me too. Anyone want a profitable life? Yeah. Anyone want something that's more precious than those precious stones that are out there? Anyone? I mean, like, her ways are pleasant. Anyone want pleasant ways? <laughs> right? I mean, look at this. And then all her paths are peace. I have yet to run into anyone in my life who desires more conflict in their life and more stress in their life and more pain in their life and more suffering in their life and more uncertainty in their life. We all, no matter where you are on your freight journey, no matter if you're, well, the little ones probably don't care yet, but if you're, if you're like eight years old or if you're 88 years old, we want peace. In fact, in Proverbs 4, 7, it says, getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. Whatever else you get, get insight. Love wisdom and she will make you great. In fact, that's in the Good News translation and I have the NIV up here. It says in 4.7, wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. <laughs> I love it. Wisdom is the greatest thing you can get, therefore it's just like so practical. Wisdom's the best thing you could get, so go get it. Go after it. Now, I got thinking about, you know, the opposite of wisdom is foolishness. And if you want some examples of what foolishness looks like or what unwise decisions look like, I thought, you know, the best thing to do would be to Google redneck inventions, <laughs> right? And so let's check out on the screen here examples of foolishness, okay? Kids, this is not recommended, okay? It looks cool. I get that, okay? This is an attempt at a hot tub, okay? Let's move on to the next sign of uh, foolishness. I don't even know how to explain this um, other than it is in inventive, um, but there's your grill, and then for your soda and that too, you know, is up on the top shelf there, okay? Moving on to our next photo of foolishness. Again, I don't know what it is, and, and, and I don't know, I just don't know, but I don't know what it is about folks and hot tubs, but there's this, if you see, like 80% of the picture were how they created hot tubs out of incredibly poor methodology. I'm not even sure, like, I'm just thinking of, like, the balance of that, one person gets out and there's a weight distribution issue going on, it might not end very well. And then this last one was disconcerting and just, wow, okay? <laughs> there's no words to that, right? No words, okay? So hopefully you were not offended if you think any of those are good ideas or if you have family members who think they were good ideas, if you're watching online and tried those things, this is not personal. Well, kind of it is. Don't do that stuff. Okay, right? Those are examples of foolishness, right? That's the opposite. It's the clear opposite, not just scripturally, but even in our life of wisdom. You know, the idea with the interesting thing about wisdom is it, it kind of is uncommon sense because it goes against our nat natural inclinations. I'm going to say that again. Wisdom is kind of uncommon sense because it goes against our natural inclination. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures from Proverbs too. You'll see them on the screen. And here you'll see what I'm saying. It says, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots our bones, rots the bones. You don't have to raise your hands, but I'll raise them for all of us. How many of us have envied over something or someone else, right? 
well, I like that boat, I like that house, I wish I had, you know, that physique or whatever the case might be. It rots, it just tears at us, doesn't it? It just kind of, it just, you know, we never feel peace. We never feel that we measure up. This other one, beginning a quarrel is like opening a floodgate. So drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. This one verse applied to our lives and wisdom will make your marriages a lot better, right? Think about this. I put myself in this. How many times have I, you know, we started, a, you know, a quarrel and then it just boom, right? You know, and then you don't even know what the, you know, the disagreement's about because you have gone down 15 different rabbit trails, right? And seen agreement, right? And you opened the floodgate. Again, biblical wisdom from God. Like, been there, done that. Kids, this one's kind of gross, okay? As a dog returns to his vomit, okay? Is that gross? Like, a, yeah, right? We don't want to picture that. So a fool repeats his folly. It's kind of graphic, right? I mean, but it gets, illustrates the point, right? We don't need to go into detail about the first part of that. But it's, it's saying you and I returning and doing the same stupid thing we did before or choosing lack of wisdom is the equivalent of doing that. And the last one is a soft answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs up anger. I don't care where you are on your faith journey today. I don't care where Jesus fits in. If you don't think, believe in God, if you think the Bible is just an allegory, you cannot disagree with that statement because you've applied it in your life. There's been times when someone said something to you or you've been riled up and you chose wisdom and you had a soft response. You didn't try to one-up them. You didn't try to get louder. You didn't try to become, try to prove that you're right. And what happened? It diffuses, right? But the other times when we feel offended or we, we were hurt, and we return the hurt and, or we raise our voice or we say something that, that digs in there deep, what happens? It literally stirs the pot or figuratively stirs the pot, right? And anger starts pumping up even more. So the question is, how do you and I get wisdom? How do we do this? Well, the Bible tells us in Proverbs, in verse two, chapter 2, verses 2 and 4. It says, tune your ears to wisdom. I love that imagery, by the way. Like, tune your ears. It's like, you know, I know a radio dial is like an old thing. But like, tune your ears to wisdom. Search for insight and understanding as you would for lost money or buried what? treasure. In other words, you must want to get wise. <laughs> I must want to get wise. If I don't want to get wise, I won't become wise. If I don't want it, I won't get it. This is not one of those things where I just sit under a pomegranate tree in a Lodi position with my hands up like this and humming, hmm, and all of a sudden wisdom just floods over me. Number one, that's not even biblical Christianity. That's another story for another day. It's saying if you want wisdom, you need to seek it out. If you want wisdom, you need to search for it. Think of a map as an illustration, right? Think of treasure hunting. Have you ever thought about this of making getting wisdom a goal in your life? Challenged me when I wrote it down myself. <laughs> Have I ever made getting wisdom, obtaining more wisdom, a goal 
in my life. Now, the interesting thing that passage tells us if, if you and I search for wisdom, we can't just dig anywhere for it. Think of the imagery again of a map and, th- and searching out for treasure here. It's telling us we can't just dig here and find, think we find it. We can't just dig here. You know, we need, if you and I want wisdom, we need to read the map. What's the map? The, bingo, okay? He's all over it. This, okay? This is the map. Why do people make foolish financial decisions? Why do people walk into marriages that are doomed from the start? Why do people start habits they know eventually are going to kill them? Why do people take on more on their schedules than they can handle? Why do people have an affair and think it won't matter? Why do people fail to prepare for eternity when they know it's inevitable? Why do we do that stuff? And there's a whole long, I could have spent the next 20 minutes, question after question after question. Why do we do this? Why do we do this? Why do we do this? The Bible sums up all those questions in one phrase. It's due to a lack of wisdom. It's not because they're bad people. It's not because you want to train wreck your life. It's not because you want... It's because we lack wisdom. We're choosing foolishly. Maybe some of those resonated with you. Maybe you've experienced some of those. Now, the one thing I got thinking about as I was just really letting this seep into my heart and into my mind the last week or so, how often do we ask God for help versus asking him for wisdom? I'm going to say that again. How often do you and I ask God for help instead of asking him for wisdom? This got really personal. That's why I brought it up. Because I thought of it, I do, a lot. God, I need, you know, help me with something financially. God, help me with something health-wise. God, help me be a better husband. God, help me be a better dad. God, help me be a better leader, right? And we go through, and I'm like, you know what? When's the last time I said, God, I need your wisdom. I need your wisdom, the one who is the author of wisdom, the one who has all understanding, all wisdom, all knowledge, all discernment. Hey, God, I need your wisdom to handle my finance, our finances. God, I need your wisdom when it comes to this decision in my life. God, I need your wisdom, and this isn't me personally at this stage of life, but I, God, I need your wisdom on who I should date. God, I need your wisdom on, is, is this the right person to marry? God, I need your wisdom on, should I take this job or should I not? God, I need your wisdom on, how to make this parenting decision, right? And that, maybe that's the aha for you today is you kind of go, and God's good and he doesn't like bash us over, but we so often go to God for help when he's, and he's good and he's going to help us because he's a good dad, but he's really wanting us to ask him for the wisdom. I thought about this with my own son and he's only eight, but there's times when I'm like, hey buddy, I don't know he's in here, so, but hey buddy, I just just problem solve it, right? I just want you, I want you to figure out this wisdom here. I'm not just going to give it to you. I want, I want to help you, but I want you to take ownership of this as part of your life. Now, there's only two sources of wisdom in this world. Let me actually, I'm going to paraphrase. There's only two sources of wisdom. It's the word 
or the world. I'm going to say that again. There's only two sources of wisdom to choose from in our lives. It's either going to be from the Word. That's what the Bible God says. The Word is, is flesh living amongst us. And Jesus, this is God's Word. This is God spoken. Or it's going to be the world. Now, how many of us believe, and you can raise your hand, how many of you believe everything you hear on TV, and how many of you believe everything you read on the internet and on social media? Raise your hand if you believe everything you see online. Okay. Even the kids, okay? Yeah, even the kids are like, nope. You know, even the two-year-olds are like, nope, don't believe it, okay? Now, how many of us believe God's Word? Right? Good, right? Now, here's what's fascinating, though. And this is me too, right? But do we spend more time watching TV, following everyone on social media, surfing the internet, than we do in God's Word? Because if we said, I don't believe everything I read there, that's not my source of wisdom, essentially, is what you're saying. That's not where I'm going to get my wisdom from. I, I would agree with you, don't do that, you know, or be very selective. <laughs> but I, I believe this, or some of you watching or some of you here, like, I don't know if I believe all of it, at least I believe a little, I believe what you just said a little bit about wisdom. That's okay, start where you are. But yet we don't refer to this, yet we don't spend time reading it. We don't spend time letting it read us. Do you see kind of the dichotomy with that? Do we see, kind of the, let's just be honest, a little bit of foolishness with that? We want wisdom, but yet we never go to seek it out. The Proverbs says this in, in chapter 1, right at the beginning in verse 7, it says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. If you and I want wisdom, if we want understanding, if we want knowledge, we need to go to the one who dispenses it. We can't rely on our own. We can't, you have well-meaning friends and family, and, 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 but at the end of the day, does that line up with Scripture? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but is that your litmus test? So often, I think we fall into the trap of, well, mom said this, and I'm not bashing mom's advice, obviously, but mom said this, and, and podcast A said this, and blogger B said this, and, you know, TV um, host said this or whatever. Did we run it through the ultimate gauntlet? Did we go to the source of wisdom? I'm guessing that all of us want to acquire peace. I'm guessing all of us want to acquire understanding. All of us want wisdom. All of us want to make good decisions. We don't want to train wreck our life. We want to, we want to, we want a life that's going to be incredible. We want to parent well. We want to be a good husband or, or a good wife. And God is saying, I invite you in to receive this. See, it's about the relationship. God is saying, I invite you into this relationship to receive wisdom. I invite you in. This is not some religious thing. This is not some abstract thing. This is not something. No, it all goes back to the relationship. And so you go to him as a kid goes to his mom or dad and you say, God, I need wisdom. You can ask for help. He can handle that too. But God, I need wisdom on this career decision. God, I need wisdom if I should invest in this, in this stock or whatever. God, I need wisdom if I should stay in this career path or if I should try something different. 
Now, some of us might say, sometimes, Mark, I'm just foolish. <laughs> to which I would say, you're at the right place. Welcome to the club. No offense, anyone. But we've all said foolish things. We've all done foolish things, right? You don't have to shake your head. You just know, right? We've all kind of been there. And I think all of us would agree that we have areas in our life where we're prone to foolishness, right? I mean, maybe it's you're losing your temper too easily. Maybe it's some ethically questionable business decisions. Maybe it's spending money on frivolous extras, shading the truth, pride in your life, a whole host of different things where you say, you know, I am susceptible to some foolish decision-making. I'm, fo- I'm susceptible to the foolish side of this. Here's what I want us to do before we kind of wrap up. Here's my challenge to you. I've been doing this throughout the week. My challenge is for the next 31 days to read a proverb a day. I, I didn't, I was thinking through February has 28 days. Today's what, the 30th? So if you started today, you'd hit really close. You'll figure it out. <laughs> but my point is, I'm, I, I've been just, even at the gym, I've been listening to uh, Proverbs and, and just listening to Scripture, spe- specifically Proverbs. No surprise. It's good stuff. <laughs> no surprise. Like God's been speaking to me of saying, you know, just like pouring his wisdom out because his word never returns void. His word always penetrates deep within. He always shows us something new when we open ourselves up to receive this. And so maybe some of you, maybe it's even journaling. Maybe it's reading Proverbs chapter one and and writing down either on your phone or, you know, I guess they still make paper and pens, I heard. Um, You know, writing it down there or somewhere where you're going to have that of what stood out to you. What jumped out at you? Even as you read Proverbs 1 here, man, listen, my son, to your father's instruction. Don't, you know, some of what Charlie read earlier, you know, a garland of grace around your head, a chain to adore your neck. And there's so much in here, so much in here. And I think maybe some of you are like, Mark, I haven't read the Bible in a while. I've been wanting to. I don't know where to start. I'm giving you a really easy jump or a jump on point today. Start with Proverbs 1 today. Families are in here. Husbands and wives, maybe it's what you want to do together. Or each of you reads it separately and then you come back and talk about what jumped out. Maybe if you spend time, which I encourage you to do as a family, maybe before dinner, I know it can be hard to, you know, I know life, trust me, I know it. But, you know, maybe it's at night, maybe it's in the morning of reading. Maybe it's praying a proverb over them as they're laying in bed. But don't let this return void. Don't choose foolishness. I want to close with this from Proverbs chapter 24. It says this, know that wisdom is sweet to your soul. Anyone just need that? Something sweet to your soul? If you find it, there is a future hope for you. Folks, that's part of why we call the gospel the good news. It's not just because it's in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's a, that's a fallacy. It's called the good news because things like this are good news. Receiving hope in your life is good news. Something that's sweet, not just to the outside, but gets, that's what it's talking about is it gets into the de- de- deepest depth of who you are in your soul. And it's sweet. And it brings peace. And it brings fulfillment. And it brings purpose. And it brings meaning. And it brings clarity. Because you chose wisdom. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, 
as we lean into your wisdom, as we receive your wisdom, as we, maybe that one thing that stood out to us today is instead of, instead of coming to you, asking what you can give to us, that we start asking you for wisdom or how you can help us, that we start asking you for wisdom. God, I have no doubt that people in this room, people watching us right now, there's a, probably every single one of us needs wisdom in some decision right now. We need wisdom in some thing in our life that is, is, is big. And the ramifications of choosing unwisely can have ripple-down effects. Maybe there's some of us today that it, this is kind of knocking at our heart because we're in a relationship right now. We're not sure. We're in a dating relationship or we're engaged. We're not sure if it's wise or foolish right now. And we need your discernment. Some of us maybe are close to making a decision that will train wreck our marriage, will train wreck the future of our family. God, I pray that we would receive wisdom, that we would push out the level of foolishness. We would not allow the enemy to have any reign in those areas of our life. And God, reveal to us where we are most susceptible to making foolish choices. And I pray then, God, we would ask you to come in and flood us with your wisdom. God, that we would pursue wisdom, that we would search after it, and we would hunger in your word to discover that so that we could live a life of purpose and meaning and fulfillment greater than we could ever dream up even on our best day. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I told you, don't leave, and none of you did. Excellent. When I said amen, online, if you, I hope you have your crackers or juice or communion. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to open up the response. And we have time. You can respond for where you need. The band will come up eventually and lead us in a closing song. But we have four stations here. We have a station over here to your right. It's a map. That map represents Miami County a little bit beyond. And you see stickers all over that map of people that uh, initials or first names or whatever of people that we're going to invite. Maybe it's for football Sunday. Football Sunday in two weeks. Maybe it's a guy. Maybe it's a family. You can put the name initial. There's stickers over there. You can put it up. If they don't live on that map, if they live somewhere else, put it on the wall. It won't take the paint off. We'll be fine. Okay. There's communion stations up here. There's one in the back. Here at the Valley Church, we receive an open communion. If you're with us online, we receive an open communion, which means you don't need to be a member or even a regular attender here. The only requirement is per Jesus himself that you're a follower of his. And if you're not a follower of his, today's the day to turn away from your sin, to confess that sin, to quit living in foolishness and choose wisdom. The wisest decision you could ever make is to say yes to Jesus Christ and invite him into a relationship with you. We have candles over here. Today, those candles, here's maybe as a family, and I encourage you to do these as families, represents we choose wisdom. We choose wisdom as a family. We're going we're gonna to follow God's word. We're going to pursue after him. We're going to hunger. Maybe it's you going to intercede for a son, for a daughter, for, for a mom, for a dad, for a cousin, for a coworker. And you're going to say, I'm choosing wisdom. I, I'm praying that they choose wisdom. I want to intercede for them because right now they are making foolish decisions that are destroying themselves and destroying their family. And today you're going to intercede and ask the Holy Spirit to wherever they are today to lop them upside the head and invade their life. And in the back of the room, we have bracelets. They're already pre-made. And they have different passages of Scripture from Proverbs. Some of the ones I read today, some that I didn't. 
And you can look through their scriptures and maybe there's a passage there that that's where you need wisdom. That's where you need God to flood through. And they're the, the disposable bracelets or whatever. You just take it off, put it on there. You can wear it as much or as little as you want. But that's what you're going to choose today. And while this is happening online, you can do the same. You can light a candle to say, I'm choosing wisdom. You can receive communion with the elements you have. You could make your own map. You could make your own bracelet. But for both us on site and online, you're going to see verses from Proverbs scrolling through this time. And maybe for some of you, it's just meditating on that verse. Maybe there's a verse that I read that we'll see on there. Maybe it's one I didn't go through today that, man, it just gets your attention. It's like, holy cow, God knows what I need. Yes, he does. And he wants to pour that out. And so Caleb's going to, he is playing, but he's going to just start singing softly. This is your time. This is your time. You respond as a family, as an individual, however you want. But this is a time for you to choose wisdom. This is a time for you to spend time with the one who is the author and source of all wisdom. And then eventually as we kind of, as we kind of finish that up, the band's going to come back and lead us in a song we sang earlier today called Freedom. Because there is a lot of freedom when we choose wisdom. This is your time. Do business with the Father. joining us today. To stay up to date with our weekly messages, make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or download our app to stay connected with all things the Valley. And if today's message impacted you, share it with a friend, because changed lives change lives.